0: Hello and welcome to Live Radio. Greetings and welcome to Live Radio. Greetings, commanders. Greetings, commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite Four, known as Elite Dangerous, and the
1: fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast from the and nine and hosted by a vending machines, Ignition.
2: A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast, two hours long, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 428 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix fire Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and Alpaca Daddy whatever. Yes! Yay! Might as well just lean into it. Um, own, it. own it. Own it.
3: Own that Alpaca, Colin. <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah. It's got that bad that even when I'm I'm typing in uh, stuff on my messenger on Google, on my text message, the, the default emojis come up as alpacas and llamas. Now, thanks a lot, guys. That's that's really what I wanted. Um, uh, but I am the chief archivist, and I'm otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the orange sidewinder, we have uh, our apprentice stunt, stri-
4: stunt driver. See, it's started already. We've got Daddy Alec Turner. I'm back in the bubble, and I'm a billionaire, baby. <laughs> we have our
2: head of health and safety—that's Betty Ben Moss Woodward, otherwise known as Daddy Edleweiss.
3: Thank you, Daddy Colin.
2: And finally, we have our staff liaison officer, Commander Daddy Psychic.
4: Since we're all going to be daddies,
1: you I'm can your be one daddy. You. No, daddy's a state of mind. I am your daddy. <laughs>
4: Well, this got weird fast. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. It's amazing. (laughs) This, this, uh,
2: just it's going to be. You can tell from the first 15 seconds. It's going to be one of those episodes, right? So, if you wish,
3: it is fair, Colin, that two, at least two of us are sleep deprived. I, I, I get the feeling you're sleep deprived, and I only had about four hours sleep last night.
2: Um, I'm working on it. Anyway, if you wish, you can join us live. We have, um, I do believe, the Chris Mark IV and Ed LeVice flying about. Are you taking on Thargoids today?
3: Yes, we are. Uh, oh, well, I think I'd actually say Thargoids are taking on me. Um, I'm, I'm currently hurting a little bit. I'll oh, be,
1: Daddy.
2: Uh, so right so there you go if you if you can find uh ben and chris you can, you're welcome to either help the thargoids or help them against the thargoids your call um but if you can't get to us in game you can join the twitch chat channel which you can access through leaveradio.com slash live click on the live chat or just go straight to twitch.tv slash radio, or go Look us up on YouTube, or look us up on Facebook, or look us up on Twitter, uh, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Because yeah, right. So <laughs> well, with that, let's have a quick wander around the team and see how they're doing. So this week we will
4: start with Commander Alec Turner. Good evening. Well, it's unbelievable. My attic is still not empty. It's just, it's just the attic that keeps on giving. Uh this week's special offers were a twelve man tent that I bought by mistake. Because
3: <laughs> you actually buy a twelve man tent. It's fucking well, massive.
4: It, yes. It, yes. It turns out you and my wife were both right. It is fucking massive. Um, <laughs> so many years ago. Many Did you years look ago, Were you looking for a one to two man tent and no, just read so, the label? So, uh, it was for you know, it was for the family for the when we when the kids were young and uh, i think i was looking for an eight-man tent because everyone knows that they they up the numbers and you can sleep four comfortably i don't know that was my logic and argos I, I had this nice eight-man tent all lined up and then argos had a 12-man tent that was only 10 pounds more expensive and using classic yeah, yeah. man logic i thought well that's clearly the one for me then 10 pounds and it's way bigger that'll be perfect. Uh, yes, and, and as described, it was fucking massive. It wouldn't fit in our garden. It was a pain in the arse to put up at campsites. Um, so it spent most of its life in our attic. Uh, so that would that would have cost you two plots, really. It's that big, isn't it? It did. Yes, it did. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a bad purchase, an unwise decision, which my wife advised against, and she was quite right. Uh, anyway. In the attic, and then this week, I, um, somebody recommended uh, Facebook Marketplace, and it's brilliant. I, I whacked this tent on there for 50 quid, and it was gone in half an hour. Somebody drove 30 miles and took it off me instantly. And then next day, Sunday, I got the, a, a very old scale extric set out. I'm going to say circa mid-70s. Ooh, collector's item. Well, I don't know. It seemed like almost junk to me i mean you you would have had to take wire wool to all the track pieces and none of the cars worked and I don't, and do and the transformers probably a health and safety nightmare so i just said anyone who wants it can come and take it and that was pretty funny because my wife nipped out in the garden um to do something very quick and she came back 20 minutes later and it was like it's gone <laughs> what yes it's gone somebody's come and taken it so, um, yeah, Amazon Marketplace and all your stuff goes in in half an hour. It's great. Yeah,
3: I hate to say this, uh, Alec, but you could have probably made a small fortune with that.
4: Maybe. Depending, yeah. on, how sh- depending yeah. on how much track you had. Yeah, it was 12 straights and 12 curves or something. Yeah, trust me. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, know. okay. It's, it's, it's <laughs> been and gone now. Whatever. Yes. Been and gone. Um, yeah, and I'm also, as, as I said at the beginning, I'm back in the bubble from my big exobiology trip. Uh, go on, guess how much I made? You're in the money. You're in the
1: money. Five billion. Nah, no. it's not going to be that much. It's not going to be that much. It's
4: 1.8 billion, something like
1: that.
4: Yeah, it's almost exactly what I expected, actually. So I was out about two weeks. I guess I went 7,000 light years out to visit a racetrack that was in the dark and then decided to meander my back, way back and do casual exobiology. So I, I spent a lot of time just taking insights and. And I didn't find any systems with, like, nine or eight bodies. But, you know, I had, I had some good stuff. I got 1.1 billion, basically, punchline. Uh, I got 40 million in exploration data, but I didn't really bother scanning Earth-likes and things. And then 200 million pre-first discovery bonus. But they were all first discovery bonuses, pretty much. So, yeah, 1.1 billion. Not bad. Good fun as well. Better than a slap in the face. Good fun. What I found really, two things really amused me. Well, three actually. One was that as I got within maybe a thousand light years of Sol, you start to hit more and more discovered systems and and the the, the systems that have not been discovered get rarer. And I was sort of reluctant to enter into that bubble. So I kept skirting around Sol wanting just one more really good undiscovered planet. And that, that buzz to find just one more before I headed back home was quite addictive, actually. It took me quite a long time to finally go, just go home and cash it all in. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and the other thing that was really funny, well, actually interesting, was that as I got within a 1,000 light years, I started to hit systems that had been registered with cartographics. But what I found, actually... Um, was that when I, so, and often I'd go to the system map and, the, and the, the system map would show the bodies and I could see landable atmospheric planets. And a couple of times on a whim, I pointed the, you know, the uh, FSS at them and discovered that there were quite a decent selection of bio signs on those worlds and thought, oh, what the hell, they'll have been discovered, but I'll, I'll just have a little bit of fun. And in every time I did it, they were first discoveries, first footfall again. So my theory is that there's a lot of systems out there that were scanned pre-Odyssey that are sitting there all discovered for you to go and, you know, see the system map and are full of brand new exobiology data to be, to be grabbed. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. Good, good,
2: good for you. Um, <laughs> I love the, love the thing about the 12 band. 10. Right. Um, ben.
3: Uh, so what have I been up to? Okay, I'll I'll start with so uh, so on what day is it today? On Friday, I went to the optician and I had a lovely optician who said, "You know, hey Ben, you're even more blind now than you were. Your congratulations. Um, not, I mean, my eyesight's pretty good, but it's gotten. You know, I'm forty six. It's getting worse. You know, and so I can I can live. I can I can accept that. Um, but you know, the past three years has gotten worse." Uh, but not a lot worse, just a little bit. Um, and so I need to change change my glasses, get a slightly stronger um, lens and things like that. And then she was like, "You know what? I'll give you something that works for your screen that is focuses arm length, but I'll give you something that can take it in a little bit as well. So it'll bring it sort of increases where the focal length of your glasses is or something." And I was like, "Okay." Thank you, I guess. That sounds great. Then I find out that because she did that, she then can't tick the box saying, these glasses are only for display screen equipment, which meant that my company won't give me 60 quid towards glasses that I need, because the optician was doing me a favour and giving me a slightly wider field of view. So, so that, 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 that was slightly annoying, because it meant instead of paying 30 quid for my glasses, I'm having to pay 90. Um... Apart from that, I've played very little in the way of Elite, because I've not been here, I've been up north. Um, but I have. I did finish Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Uh, and thoroughly enjoyed both Spider-Man games. Um, Miles Morales is definitely more... It's more a DLC plus than a full game, I would say. Um, and it's a lot shorter than, than Spider-Man. Um, but it's a lot of fun and things like that. I really like how how much fun the character seems to just have swinging around, and it is a lot of fun. They've, they've really nailed that. And I also, I've just started playing another Sony uh, thing of Horizon Zero Dawn, and, you know, so far I found out that that my father threw me off a cliff, the bastard, or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. And I was like, okay, well, yay, I guess. that So that happened. Oh, and that's been my life. Oh, and I woke up at five in the morning and I'm now very, very caffeinated.
1: It sounds it, Ben. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. Just sort of, um, I think everybody else must be talking rather slow <laughs> compared to you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> first of ball. ball.
2: <laughs> oh, Not No, that just, that just is <laughs> creepy. That sounded like a gremlin halfway through self-pleasure. Anyway. Um psychic can you can you follow that
1: Ben Ben went from caffeinated to golem very very quickly and I'm not sure how I feel about that my precious anyway <laughs> um, I'm doing, I'm I'm doing fine thank you for asking um, we've had um speaking of having no sleep um we've had a we've had a very poorly We had a very poorly puppy from about tuesday night onwards um uh like waking us up every two hours throughout the night because he needed to get outside bless him he very rarely does any messes inside knock on wood he is the best the best dog for that but um he had a very poorly puppy for a couple of days so there were a couple of um suddenly expensive vet trips that happened but um he's doing a lot better now um uh, anything else that I've done um mostly just like relaxed an awful lot, haven't done trying to like get a sleep schedule back into after like having a good couple of days where being woken up a lot of times in quick succession um other than that not not a huge not a huge amount I've been playing um um, I've been playing Deliverers Us Mars, um, which is um, an absolute fucking masterpiece. Um, I've not finished it yet. I think I'm pretty near the end of it. It is... Um, I can't remember the last time I've cried like that at a, at a video game. It was probably Deliver the Moon, but... Um, it is absolutely beautiful. If you've played Deliver of the Moon, please play please play Deliver of the Moon first before you play Deliver us Mars. It, it it increases the impact tenfold. But it is um very, very much a contender for Game of the Year already. It is beautiful. I've never felt so tense and then so sad and then so just, like, emotionally invested in some characters. It's a beautiful thing. Highly recommend. Um, but that's about it. I've also been, like, killing killing Thargoids because, you know, I am want to do that. Excellent.
4: Excellent. Um, uh, Alec, did you want to ask something about that? I was going to ask if I should play Deliver Us the Moon first, and I I
1: should. I mean, I don't think necessarily that you have to have played Deliver Us the Moon first, but. They um, They oh, oh, oh my God! It's so good. Um, yes. it, it's it's the, the narrative, the story through it is um, absolutely chef's kiss. One of the best stories I've ever I've ever paid um uh, like paid attention to at all. Um, Deliver of the moon. In, there are characters in Deliverer of the Moon who are very heavily referenced in Deliverer of Mars. So, getting that, getting getting having the extra context.
4: Um, elevates it. Cool, good. Excellent.
2: Um, I'll have to look into that.
1: Oh, um,
4: let,
2: let's have a think. Well, um, uh, obviously, with stuff that we we're going to talk about, uh, I managed to get my T10 with as much DACA DACA on it as possible. Uh, but unfortunately, I haven't had time to use it this week because of, I've had to go up to Scotland this week. Uh, I did catch up with the legendary Psycho Cow and, and uh, Simoof, uh for, for a curry while I was up there. That was quite nice. But I'm afraid it's, it's rather depressing stuff that I'd rather not talk about. So um, we shall move on from there to the development news. Um, and what have the devs said this week? Well, on Friday the third of February, um, information regarding the AX Combat Bond reward finally came out. Now, this, this was um, we noticed this last Tuesday when uh, all of a sudden people weren't getting as many creds for their for their bug kills as they used to, and this is because Frontier decided to um, downgrade the payments. Here was us arguing whether or not all the new bits and pieces that they've added made Thargoid hunting easier, and Frontier seemed to agree, because they said that (laughs) in the notes. They sort of said, well, because you've got all these extra tools, it makes things a little bit easier. Uh, I don't think that's completely true when you're talking about Hydras, but um, still. Uh, So, yes, we have... um, killing hydra's and most of the interceptors will net you about 15% less than you used to. Uh and they say well one of the reasons one of the other reasons is that um, well it's going to be credit inflation. So I think everybody will have a fleet carrier by the end of this uh this month if they carry on with it, which I, th- I think we can say that what they haven't got one already. Yeah. So <laughs> you, not yet but not then yet. again you you haven't
4: been shooting down no I'm going to pay for it with plans I,
3: I neither have nor want a fleet carrier
4: yeah and Psychic's
2: uh, like already got one
1: for years man
2: <laughs> well at least you won't have to worry about upkeep forever
1: Oh, God, now, now, but before the war started, I was three, I had like 300 million to my name, and that was getting a little bit brown trousers.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you must be, you must be relieved. Mm -hmm. Um, So what does everybody think? I mean, they... They did say that it should have been in the show notes and there has this, they said there's been a genuine oversight. They're very, very sorry. Of course, that didn't stop the forums from just basically laying into people left, right and centre because that's what the forums does. <laughs> um, I mean, personally, I, I don't think I'm that
4: bothered about the that much of a cut in the, the rewards because most people aren't doing it for the money. No, I mean, I mean it's not a big difference, is it? It's a, like, what is it? Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Yeah, it's like the. It's it's funny because it's it's kind of like well, what is what is really fifteen percent of two billion that you can make in like two days? Do you know what I mean? It's nothing really. Not really. It's still, it's still you're still making a metric butt ton of money, and that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing to really worry about on, on this one to in my opinion and you, you're still going to be making the cash um yeah
1: also it's... have you picked up a mission and um, recently like now now that hydra's actually spawn up planetary bases and all of that sort of nonsense if you pick up a two uh two hydra kill mission you're getting more now than you would have done on a normal planetary base so it's so great
2: i yeah that's that's a good thing to um here because that was one of the things that I, I think I must if they were going to make a cut that's the way I would have done it because I think those missions were were horrendously under rewarded and now that it does feel like yes that's that's about
4: right Alec just While we're talking about missions I just saw something today I think it was a forum which um, I, I hadn't spotted it was interesting you know, you used to get uh, follow on missions, not not Thargoid related. This just generally mm-hmm. missions. Yeah, the chain missions. Yes. Apparently, you don't in Odyssey. Apparently, they've gone. Probably not deliberately. But...
2: No, I'm sure I've seen chain
4: missions. You have to you go down the bottom of the list, and there's a whole load of missions you can't do, but they've got the little chain icon next to them. Okay, glad to hear it. Because um, yeah, there was, there, I think there's a forum thread, and, and a lot of people were chipping and going, "No, I haven't seen them either." No, so um, good. No. I'm glad they're still there. What I'll do is I'll I will look one up uh, tonight and uh, I will post you a
2: screenshot. Unfortunately, I cannot play and, and broadcast at the same time due to internet problems, as is well well documented. Um. So yeah, uh, on Monday, sixth of February, yesterday, there was the discovery scanner, which um, the summarised the events of the last uh, last week, and on top of which um. Highlighted a couple of other issues, which we'll probably be going into later. Um, but apart from that, just um, it's the standard fare. Absolutely fine. And of course, this Thursday, we'll have our bi-weekly Frame Shift live. And on this time, it will be presented with a dynamic duo of Arthur and Bruce. So um, prepare your backstabbing... Um, <laughs> uh memes right there so if if that if that's true uh because arthur likes to pretend he's the emperor does that make bruce Darth Vader, cuz Vader always basically stabs the emperor in the back
4: <laughs> yeah well we'll know for sure if bruce lifts arthur up and throws him down a massive shaft <laughs> having met the two of them I <laughs> if
2: if bruce can do that i will buy him a beer <laughs> Ah uh, dear, yes. Let's let's move on to that before someone gets horrible mental images in their head. Um, right, the in-game events about what has been happening this week. Well, on Wednesday the first of February, they announced the Class Five Experimental Weapons Stabilizer was released. Uh, it's turned up in all of the medical ships, and I do believe uh, anywhere where Azimuth just happens to be and. By sacrificing a Class 5 experimental weapon, uh, a Class 5 slot, you end up with two extra AXI weapons. Now, I've managed to put this on my T-10, so that's given me six cannons on a T-10. And, um,
4: yes, I will, I will say the DACA is unbelievably good. Excellent. Was <laughs> it fun? Is it worth doing? I was throwing with it it's it's just worth doing it just to pull the trigger and go oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. cool yeah
2: um, it's not that great against interceptors mate but uh, uh, it's still fun <laughs> uh, so yes that's, that's been released um, having used it do you think it's worth sacrificing a class 5 for, for the two extra weapons Anybody?
1: I haven't used it. Either. <laughs> I'm still I, in my, I think you might be the only one who's used it. Colin. I'm still in my mark too. I want to. I want to. My plan is um, when I have a, a tiny, tiny bit of free time is to mm. sit in Coriolis and switch out. Um, I've got an anti-Xeno Corvette that is um, it's good to go, but I want to play around with some of the build on that and then work out what I'm um, what I'm doing with it. Basically, work, work out what what I need to get. For that and then at some point when there is more time i will go and get the extra items that i need it looks really fun everyone that i've seen flying around with extra weapons and the amount of insta giving of of cyclops that are currently happening is fantastic with all of the extra um like six shards can give us a give a cyclops without a problem mm-hmm. so um it's it's very interesting it's very interesting just seeing everything um all of these sites go down really quickly and all of the um all of the conflict zones just get sorted really quickly and then you get to the two hydras at the end and you're like oh yeah okay now we actually need to work on getting this (laughs) thing killed rather than just like having it having being able to like have individuals solo them yeah, yeah it's I mean, interesting
2: yeah we we'll have been looking at uh, the chat on this Can Phoenix Blue Zero has been okay hear you out but six modified shard cannons oh
1: yeah oh, that's amazing oh. it's amazing
2: <laughs> yeah uh, and we've got Miggles going he's going hell yes he's managed to kill a cyclops solo, solo using four multis and two eggs missiles racks um, And um,
3: i just had Miggles saying you know he'd never killed a uh, Thargoid before and he's killed two tonight
2: yeah, and Commander Quo's there a T ten fighter base for scout hunting. Completely agree. I've had, um, yeah, I've, I've I've got my T ten. It's got enough for four people in there. Anybody's welcome to to join me if you see me flying about. <laughs> we'll go scout hunting. Um, right. So it, it seems to be quite popular this one, and, uh, and I, I think it is well needed. <laughs> On Thursday, the second of February, uh, a community goal happened. This is the first time for for a couple of weeks, which had nothing to do with uh, actually getting weapons. This time, the pirates lead a counterattack against thargoids in the California Nebula. How is? I haven't had a chance to check. How's that one going?
1: Probably, probably done by now. But let me check.
2: Okay. Uh yeah, I'm trying to do the same except my index. Really um
1: tier four um four out of five. Um they they shifted the goal posts. I know that they shifted the goalposts. It was ah. it was at a lot um, a lot lower, it would have been completed. It's sixty point four five percent complete. Um it's estimated It's estimated to be finished at seventy-one percent. I don't think we're gonna hit um hit uh, uh uh the total because the total is has many zeros and I'm not entirely sure what that means.
2: <laughs> I'm one chico guko, whatever it is. <laughs> um right, so yeah the pirates and the the Kumo crew are are basically doing and defending uh human territory where the Alliance should be doing it. Um, also on Monday the 6th, talking of the Alliance, uh, Prime Minister Mohan has said the Alliance will support an Aegis-like organisation. So he's fully open to cooperating with both the Federation and the Empire, despite the fact that uh, the Sirius Corporation is, is they're saying, no, no, we can do it. We can, don't worry, we can do it. Yet, yet, they they did sod all so far. Uh, I hate to say this, Asimuth has done more than Serious. Which I mean,
1: look, Colin. <laughs> let's not let's not be pro. Let's not be pro for a moment here. Do I have to take you to a side and tell you not to do this? Listen, it's fine.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, and of course today we've had activists blame leaders for Thargoid war, which is a new one which I haven't had, I haven't had been able to catch up with um so yay um the thargoid wars current state is um the thargoids now control 653 systems that's up another 50 um there are 88 systems on alert 43 are being invaded 20 systems are uh in recovery Zero systems have been retaken from the enemy, which is probably something we'll touch touch on later. Um, but the Thargoids have now increased their hold to 3.15% of the human bubble, which still gives humanity four years until extinction. So, um, yes, they are progressing, even though we are turning them back a little bit, which is... Uh, which is good. Um how do you feel about the uh, the news
4: this week, anybody? I like it. I quite like <laughs> the storytelling. I like the, the latest one, the activists blame leaders for Thargood War. That's that's quite interesting. Yeah, that's like the sort of undercurrents of discontent around the galaxy. I feel like something's brewing there.
2: Well, yes.
4: There were, there was this I'm j I'm just catching
2: up on this now. it just seems there's an awful lot of people that were this is this is the people that were saying I told you that Blooming, uh, as a myth and salvation were up to no good.
1: Wrongins, <laughs> they bloody wrongins! I told you. Yeah. And I think so. I think I think it's kind of um, the the funny bit for me is the bit about the Xeno Peace figurehead who so have been like, "Well, we never said peace. Well, we no, I was working on so many other projects. I never never once had anything to do with that. I'm so sorry. Far too busy to comment on all of those hundreds of lives lost." <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, I I must admit the writing has managed to capture that kind of um, slippery politician so well. (laughs) If that's what they are aiming for, they've got it in one. So I think it's that time of the week again. Store alert. Welcome back. Um, right, we have two lots of uh, store alert packs to to discuss. Um, one for space and one for on foot. So on foot, we have the vintage Reflect Pack, which is oldie-worldie-looking um, uh, vac suits, to be honest. If you want to look like something out of the Apollo program, this is the look for you. Um, I quite like them, but... As you can imagine, these packs are, well, quite quite expensive, arcs-wise. Um, anybody else fancy uh, dressing up like Neil Armstrong?
1: Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I do. I have, it comes in purple, it's mine, I'm having it.
3: <laughs> I haven't got one of these ones, but I've got one of the other ones that is very similar.
4: What What's the difference with these? Are they shiny versions of the original old ones they released?
1: I'm not sure I, I think they're different they've got different color variants as well, because there definitely wasn't a purple in the last one. otherwise I would have bought that as well um but but they're really they're really pretty they're really nice
2: yeah they they're, they're sixteen thousand five hundred and twenty arcs. I think that works out approximately eight quid, eight or nine pounds, which yeah. Actually, when I think about it, that's not too bad.
1: When you consider that they're, like, entirely modular, so you could wear the helmet on something else, you can wear um, wear that chest piece on something else, the under suit comes separately as well. So there's so many different parts to it that, um, also in three different colours, I think I, it's absolute steal at that, if that's the kind of thing you're into, for sure.
4: Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of detail. I'm just looking at the image. There's a lot of detail, isn't there? Like buckles and pockets and, and all the, the knee pad stuff is really good. You just reminded me of something actually. Um when I got my got back with my exobiology and I ranked up to uh uh oh i can't remember whatever one of the ranks taxonomist is that a rank
1: that sounds is like it? it that sounds like what you said what
4: was it? That's Interesting. That's what was it? A dangerous i think is it okay yeah so i've been wandering around in my green exobiology suit which is a bit ugly but it's the only one where i had all the matching components mm-hmm. and i i now realize i had all the blue stuff bar a helmet and the blue helmet that goes with all the rest of the blue Exobiology gear is the rank I've just ranked up to. It seems a bit weird. It's like each rank in Exobiology doesn't get you the full out bit. It gets bit. It gets you the one bit that you were missing that meant you couldn't wear the rest of it.
1: <laughs> it's, um, it's the same with um, Merc rank as well. Is so you get, you get the suit and then you get the helmet on the following rank and continues um, up like that.
4: Interesting. Well, that would explain Deliberate a few
2: amazing. things. I'm, I'm thinking I quite like the the Merc uh armor that I've got at the moment and they're thinking, but I can't find where the where the matching helmet is. Yeah, afterwards.
1: you might you might need to just rank up one and then you'll
2: get it. Yeah, but then you'll
4: grab the suit and you think, Oh no, that one's better. Oh I've got to rank up
2: again. Well you
1: have one. to rank up again for the for That's the next suit anyway, libera- so
4: it's not right. you. So you get the helmet that you were desperately after to complete the previous outfit, but then you also get the next lot of colour and you think, Oh, I need to grind one more level for the helmet that goes with this lot.
1: <laughs> the ne- I believe the next suit colour will come up with the following rank. I think it's, what is it, like six ranks that you go up? It's oh. been, a, been a hot minute, so it's like suit, helmet, suit, helmet, suit, helmet. If memory serves, I might be entirely incorrect with that. I'm sure somebody will correct me.
4: You evil bastards, Frontier. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, I must admit that.
2: Oh. And I never noticed until you pointed it out, but now... yeah. Anyway, um, for those of you who um, are more interested in ships, the Asp Explorer has got even more paint jobs this time. If you want to look like something out of Austin Powers or, or an enemy UFO, these are for you. They are, actually, they look like the, the carpet pattern on The Shining.
4: <laughs> God, now I can't unsee that. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. The, the bottom
1: one, yeah, the
2: orange
4: yeah. one.
1: I love them so much. You, you get a whole load of people
2: all lined up properly. You could you could have the carpet from The Shining.
4: Oh, Brilliant. yeah. <laughs> what you need actually is like uh, just. Oh, it's a shame we haven't got different height bodies and things. You just need a kid. You could represent the kid in the in the little tricycle by somebody in an SLV parked on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, but how, how do you end up with the list
2: of blood? Uh, anyway. Work on it.
1: So, just, just, just dip in on these for a moment. They're okay. so different from anything else that we've got. They, they, it's a completely new design. And I think they're fantastic.
2: I must admit. I, I mean, there's a I, few I, more I, than
1: just I, the did, three that we have.
2: Yeah, I, I did quite like the blue one, the the very blue and white one at the very top. That's that's something I haven't seen for quite a while. But it reminds me of the. Um, uh, Gamescom skin, actually, a little bit. But it's uh, it's
1: giving it's giving seventies one for me. That's all I see is Wanda's yeah. dress in WandaVision I love it so much.
2: Yeah, it it's it it is giving off seventies vibes for me as well, actually. Oh so
1: it's
2: called it's groove, aren't they? Well Our,
1: Yeah, groove paint jobs, I think.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they are groovy baby.
2: Yeah, and yeah, another one of them look. If one was actually green and blue, that would look exactly like our carpet in the (laughs) seventies. Ah, the decade that taste forgot. Anyway, (laughs) um, I think we shall move on and to the main discussion, which we'll we'll bring up after an ad break. Get ready.
0: A V E radio. New from Azimuth Biotech. It's Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa.
1: Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops.
0: All Tickle Me Thargoids spray realistic caustic clouds.
1: Not near the curtains. (laughs) I love you, Tickle Me Thargoid.
0: Tickle Me Thargoid. Available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right, a commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff, while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. I understand the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services.
1: Hello, I'm Ari. Clary's Mine after a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders Since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right.
0: For only a small monthly fee when your settlement alarms are activated, our Rapid Response Cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow. The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. I plan operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately.
1: There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of what? A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? Our surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper, it's a family of four. No. No, no, that should say feeds a family of four, right?
0: Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four.
1: Okay, I'll stick to the script.
0: Yeah, you do that.
1: It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the Station Mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low.
2: And w- welcome back after that rather disturbing advert. It does remind me of uh, the League of Gentlemen and their special stuff, to be Think honest. The
4: script, yes. <laughs> We need merch. We need merch with these. I want a T-shirt with, that just says, It's a family of four, right?
1: <laughs> I can do that. I can literally do that. It's not a problem.
4: Yeah. Mm. Right. Well,
2: uh, let's have a quick look at... What we've got in store. Well, first of all, I thought we could quickly go round the team and see how, as we've had a week of fourteen oh two, how it's done bedding in, so to speak. Uh I know that there's been a couple of issues that have been uh a little a little bit contentious, but apart from that, um it does seem to have been rather uh well received. Um Claire You've been the one with the most Thargoid kills under your belt. Have you felt a difference between that and the and fourteen oh one?
1: I mean as I s as I said last week, um it's the um the fact that you get two hydrants at the end, um, has made it really has made it really fun. Um it's it it's still really fun. Hmm.
2: I mean, have you found that the 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 CZs have actually ramped up in difficulty at all, or are you? Well, uh, yeah, because
1: there's two there's two hydro's at the that, end. Yeah. It's still really fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Alec, yeah, I mean, I know you've been flying out in the in the black, but um, has is there anything that uh, you've seen take in your eye while you're uh, being on
4: the way back? Well, I mean, no, I don't I don't I can't really comment on this because I just I've just sort of been out the whole time that fourteen point oh two's been around, so I haven't engaged in any Thargoid stuff. Um just just sort of with my ear to the community. Uh I mean on the whole, I think it's been really pretty well received. Um I did hear some actually actually loose screws, I suppose probably sort of might as well give them a shout out i think they did a complete rundown of pretty every item on the on the on the bug list and sort of gave it a like a school report you know an a a grade a to a grade f it was quite a good listen actually so um, yeah yeah i mean uh, we'll, we'll touch on um
2: some of these issues here there are three major issues with 1402 at the moment um the first one is in control systems it does seem that control systems are not registering any human success at the moment which is one of the reasons why we haven't regained any systems this week um apparently it's a known issue frontier are looking at, are investigating it at the moment whether or not it'll need a client side patch or a server side patch we don't know yet all we know is that looking into it um and in addition and i'm a little bit disappointed with this one was that the um the new post-Thargoid state mission where you can bring settlements back online, that doesn't appear to be working all that well at the moment. I, mean, I know I tried uh, a couple on that Tuesday, and every single on a settlement which should have been disabled was actually online, and I thought I'd done something wrong because I, I walked in tried to disable the power plant and then got people being angry at me for disabling the power plant even though I tried to reactivate the power plant
4: afterwards. It's, you know, you just can't win against these people. Hmm. So so what, you'd picked up a mission to go and reactivate a base and then when you get there it's already active. Oh, yeah, it's already active. It's it, it's absolutely fine. There are people walking about, and you you, you turn up and you go, oh, I've got this um, power converter for you, but it doesn't look like you need it. Maybe you need to wait for the uh, Thargoid gremlins to pull the fuse out, as discussed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, that is something that they're looking at.
2: Uh, in addition, I'm afraid to say some of the barnacle sites haven't been fixed yet either. So, But apart from that, for... For fourteen oh two that's that's not When
1: that. did fourteen oh two come out?
2: Last was week it last, last week last
1: week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last Tuesday. I mean I mean let's, let's give them a little bit of time, eh? Oh
2: yeah. Yeah, and what I was saying was sort of considering what came out, that's that's not a bad little list. That's you know, it's it's not a sh- and none of it is a showstopper, to be honest. So yeah. Um right. Well I guess we'll move on to uh, something else well uh, one of the things that we've been looking at over the, over the last couple of weeks is of we've been discussing with other people or all members of the crew actually is that um we found that both foza and psycho cow have started playing the game again um, however they're 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 playing the game differently because you know in the old days foza and and uh, Psychocare used to be big into the control schemes and the, the tons of hotasses and controllers everywhere to do things, and now they're just minimum. It, it's just mouse, keyboard, or maybe if you, you're pushing it, an Xbox controller. Uh, so what we thought was, would we'd, we'd like to discuss control schemes with everybody? Um, basically, I wanted to know what did you start playing Elite Dangerous with? What do you use now? And basically, if money was no object, what would you really want to use? So, um, i was going to start with Alec. And I'm going to ask, what are you actually using right at the moment?
4: So, I use a Thrustmaster T-Flight. Is it called the 4? It's very similar to the, the, the HOTUS X, but it's the HOTUS 4. It's the one they make for a PS4, but it also works with a PC.
3: Yeah.
4: Right. So I think everyone's very familiar with it. It's the one where you've got your throttle and sticker. It's a big, sort of chunky black plastic thing, and there's a short cable between them. But they sort of, they sort of, you can stick them together as a single unit or, or separate them. Okay. I mean, do you put your keyboard in between the? the... So what I do, slightly unusually, maybe, particularly from what I've seen of other people's setups and and Lavecon and stuff, is. Um, I, (laughs) so I have a, I I don't have a gaming chair. I have, it's like a, an Ikea chair, which has, it's fairly sort of rectangular. So it has these two very upright arms either side of me. And what I do actually is I have a, (laughs) it sounds very uh, sort of ad hoc, but it works really nicely. I have a tray that I rest across those arms with the, the sticks right in front of me. And I must admit, I quite, like it because it means the sticks are sort of more just above my sort of leg height. I know when I've sort of been to Lavecon and see people's rigs and they have their sticks on the table, I always find them, you know, really quite high that you have to sort of lift your arms up. Um, so my sticks are very just naturally, I rest my elbows on my table and the sticks just there in front of me on this tray, which um, it works absolutely fine. It's not very glamorous, but it, <laughs> it does the trick. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, I see your dual stick. No, so, so so this is Hotus. This is this sort of single. All oh, right, a oh, Hotus. So, yeah. so I never made it to dual stick. Um, and just a little bit. I mean, on that, I suppose that. I mean, I've told this story on um, on Psychic's Flight Assist, but um, I'm actually probably on my seventh or probably even eighth Thrustmaster Hotus now. Um, they they last slightly less than a year. In my experience, you know, oh one goodness. of the sensors goes, and you end up getting a twitch, or um, you know, in the in the yaw or the roll or something, or the throttle won't go all the way to the top, or one of the buttons stops working. Um, and it wasn't an issue when I originally used this stick. They were about twenty nine quid. Yeah. So it was very much a case of bin that one and just buy another one. And it it was reasonably cost effective to start with because I did like it. And I got, I was so used to it. I was just really loath to change it. Um, But obviously now that the price has gone up, I mean, what I, what I have little recommendation for folks, although I don't know if this is dodgy to use or not, but I use a thing called camel, 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 which is a, a website where you can set price drop alerts so, oh, right. so things like Amazon, so I'll set a price of 49 quid, and basically I'll get an email if at the Amazon price ever drops that low, and I I tend to sort of snap one up just so I've got a spare. <laughs> to
3: have a, uh, you have your own stock,
4: basically. I do. Um, sh- I, I better keep it quiet, but...
3: Are, are, they, are they in your
4: loft? The, sh- don't tell the wife, but yes, the attic is full of stock joysticks. <laughs> <laughs> or busted ones. Yeah, busted ones. <laughs> But it's, I you mean, know, it's a great stick. I mean, for, for a bargain stick, I love it. And, yeah. and it's perfectly capable. It was, it's the stick that um used to use, if anyone remembers you yeah, know yeah. the original um, Flight Assist master. It's certainly good enough for the way I drive the SRV, but it just tends to go wrong after a while. And have you always used that one then? As or Yeah, well, start I started off keyboard and mouse, and I think I lived with that for about six months. <sighs> um, I don't name. know how people fly with keyboard and mouse personally, but um, yeah, it's interesting because actually some of the sort of I believe some of the top sort of combat pilots or you know PvP pilots, and I know some of the races. I think um, uh, Shay Blackwood, who's who's always winning the Buckyball races, I think he's still keyboard mouse actually.
2: Yeah,
4: well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just been distracted by the
2: by the spectacular death of the Chris Mark <laughs> Um Yeah, I mean, I must admit though, if there is anything, if you if you had unlimited funds, well, how would you like your your up Yeah, for the setup to be.
4: So, I think, I mean, I, I sort of regret getting this stick because it is a bit crap. <laughs> But, but, you know, I've sort of discussed this before, but you get so wedded to it that really what's stopping me upgrading is just the thought of having to relearn bindings. And I'm so familiar with the way that stick works. But given that, um, I think I would go VKB. I think I'd probably still go um, a throttle and stick rather than dual stick uh i don't know i just like resting my hand on us it just feel it just feels very comfortable but i did want to give a quick shout out actually to another stick it's a stick i'd never heard of before and one of the buckyball guys picked one up at argos last week and says it's brilliant and i've read reviews and it's brilliant has anyone heard of turtle beach yeah Yeah, Okay. okay okay I haven't just headsets. Okay, yeah. So I I hadn't really heard of them, and they make apparently they're very big on flight sim stuff. Okay, I do not know. And in November they released a new flight stick called the Turtle Beach Velocity One. It's a single stick with a couple of little sort of mini throttles on it. So ideally you'd want to combine it with a throttle, but it's it's one hundred and twenty quid on Argos, which is sort of kind of at the budget range of these of some of these nicer ones. And apparently it's really nice. It's got um, I think they're contactless sensors. You know, it's got uh, six axes. It's got two extra little sticks. It's got a, a digital thumbstick and an analog thumbstick. It looks like a bloody good little stick, actually. So if I could find a throttle to go with it, I'd be quite tempted to pick up one of those. Yeah. I, I'm just actually looking at this now. It seems to have
2: two throttles on it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. little mini throttles. Like um, I think, I think, it, like I say, that they're a flight sim company, so I think they tend to be used for trim on, you know, ailerons or things. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, for those of you who are interested, there's actually a flight u- flight universal control system for the bargain price of three hundred and forty nine pounds ninety
4: nine, which, to tell you the truth, is about going right for something that complex. To be honest. But to go back to your question my, I guess my dream setup would probably be the VKBs I just hear such great things about them. Uh, is that the the Verples? Yeah. No. No. So, okay. Am I right? Verple and VKB are two different companies. Different you are, companies you are yeah, correct. Yes. Oh, right, okay. No. Uh, I I've not heard of I've heard of Verple
2: because that's what Souverine was uh, always used to go on about, Ben. So
3: it's VKB that I actually have now. Um my 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 journey i guess has been from the uh the t flight hot ass x which is the p s three slash p c version of alex' stick was, and i got it back back when it was twenty nine quid and like Alec, i got a couple of them Because, um, yeah he's he's they are great beginner hotasses yeah. um and yeah after that, and I would rec- I would I would strongly recommend you consider this, Alec. Is mm. I got the I would strongly recommend getting the T sixteen thousand throttle, but not the stick.
4: <laughs> Interesting. Um, that that's the one that's got linear travel. Rather, it's than the one with
3: arc. the linear travel. Uh, but I think I don't know I don't know how you fly with your Hossas X or Hossas Four or whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. But I use the, the I use the the rudder pedals on the back of mine quite a lot. And that yes. was a big selling point for getting the T sixteen thousand series.
4: Okay, interesting. I do use so, the rudder pedals, although fun oh, well, the flappy paddle things.
3: Yeah, the the flappy paddle things. Yeah,
4: but actually I only use them as digital inputs. I tend to use them for things like next previous fire group and stuff like that.
3: Okay, yeah. Um so, but obviously, if, you, if you're used to that, then it means the, uh, the, the learning experience maybe isn't so much. Um, on the other hand, I would say steer the hell away from the T 16000 joystick, because even though it uses Hall Effect sensors and the pitch and yaw is okay, sorry, the pitch and roll is okay, the roll is a cheap-ass piece of shit... Potentiometer <laughs> that buggers itself up as soon as you sneeze on it. Yeah, um, I went through multiple ones of them, and you know, some it, most of them I got them within warranty, and eventually I just got pissed off and said, "You know what? Fuck you!" And I jumped from that to the uh, to the VKB Gladiator something or other. Um, and it's a great joystick. I can't say enough about it. It is very much a, a hacker's slash right-to-repair joystick. Um, nice. So, so how long have you had that? I've now? had this now since before COVID. Okay. But, and you know, but, so
4: so and how is you know, the reliability? It's rock solid. Right.
3: It has... The, the pitch and your are great big chunky... Um sorry, let me just stop myself from cooking because I'm overheating a little bit here. Um there. Um the pitch and your are chunky um cams that basically trigger everything up and they they, they just go nice and t- they just they just work and they keep on working. The the buttons Is it twist stick? Yeah, it's a twist stick yeah. as well. So the twisty bit I don't know exactly what it is and how it works, but it works well enough, so that's great. And I've never had any issues with it running out of room or sight or anything like that. You know, it's all been... not. I've never had any problems with drift or anything like that. It's got a bunch of buttons on it. Um, I did go for the premium one because I really... I use the, the thumb rocker switch, having that as a hat switch, and a couple of the... the Hat switch on the throttle as well on the the analog hat switch. I find it's real, you know, it's just it's handy. Um, it's got a little red light. I don't know what the hell that means, and it's got some shit buttons, but they're fine for landing gear. Uh, but it is a rugged, rugged stick. Um, they've also the company have also been
4: talking about doing a their own throttle. Um, the throttle's amazing. I've seen pictures of it, of yeah. con- you know, concept art. It looks I, incredible. But... I've
3: seen concept art and I am waiting with bated breath for that.
4: Yeah. People um, have been waiting years now, to be honest. Yeah.
3: It sounds great. And if they ever release it, I will be putting it onto my Christmas, li- Christmas card list. Onto-, onto my Christmas list, I think, because it does look rather nice. Um, but yeah, that's been, that's been my, my thing. How do you find with your hot ass for having enough buttons. Because I know when I use mine, I combined mine with a gamepad. Right. And I yeah. had, I just have a gamepad sitting at the side and just had additional little buttons for doing odd bits and
4: bats sitting on an Xbox controller. Okay. So I'm really glad this came up because this was one of the things um, that I, I noticed Fozzer said in our Discord Um uh, mm-hmm a few days ago, is he hadn't realized, and I guess there are, you know, there's still quite a few people that don't realize this, but in Elite um, bindings, when you go into the bindings and it says, press the key to do X, you can hold down a combination. Yes. So if, for example, you've got two buttons, if you press and hold one of them and then tap the other, it will register in the bindings that you want that combination of holding one and pressing the other to be that thing. And you can mix and match those quite a lot. So what I do is, um, because that that Thrustmaster doesn't have a gazillion buttons, but what I do is, (laughs) excuse me, on the left stick, so my hand is resting on the left throttle, and under my thumb there are four buttons within very easy reach. There's a little row of three, and then there's another one a bit further down. And I use all four of those as effectively what you'd call shift buttons. So they don't do anything by themselves. They all affect all the other buttons. So on the right stick, for example, I have a, there's a a four way digital hat stick. So that's four functions by itself. And then it's another four functions in combination with the first button on the throttle and another four with the second and another four with the third and another four okay fourth so i have 20 functions on that hat stick alone um, Yeah, that makes, so,
3: that makes sense
4: yeah so by using you know by using a lot of sort of combination buttons i've basically got everything mapped on that stick including the camera suite absolutely everything nice i feel,
1: um, I f- I feel like that's something that was because i started with a um because i started with the controller I'm um, flying with the, um, with a gamepad to begin with. I knew about those switch buttons, so it was like second nature to me to use that when I started mapping my HOTAS controls. Because you're so limited with a controller, much uh, probably slightly more so than with a um, with a T flight stick. Yeah,
4: I think you're right. I've just picked up a controller and I'm just looking at it now. Yeah. Think yeah, yeah, yeah. you're probably right.
1: So, um, while I while I did have like certain I mean, I'm still flying on a PC so I'm um able to bind something to a keyboard, like there's a couple of buttons that I would have to uh, or like my the mad or the mad oh holy shit i'm going too fast um break space bar still exists, but um like a couple of buttons that you can press on um your uh, on the keyboard because it's just literally just a quick stretch away from a um from holding a gamepad, but at the same time um having the opportunity to have so many different buttons like press press and hold A, and then something on the directional pad would do something. I used to know all of those without a problem, but I don't the know one, so much now.
2: The one thing that I found uh, really useful when I had a gamepad, um, because th- at one point I was whole taskless due to breaking sticks, um, I found that that's when, voice, that's when I got my voice attack addiction. Because um, because it didn't have all the key uh, you know all the, the key combinations that everybody else has, has gone and used, um, I I ended up using voice attack and that is where basically it was it was so much fun um, yelling at the computer and the computer responding. And then when the voice packs came along as well, that was that was just me in absolute hogs heaven i don't think i could have played elite with just the gamepad itself i just found it too restricting um but yeah um alec
4: do you want to pick up from that um i can't remember what i was going to say now (laughs) come back to me (laughs) yeah um okay uh
2: well psychic you've i mean obviously you started with a controller as well what are you using now
1: the controller for srv because mm-hmm. i i can't i can't do a I can't drive drive a um a vehicle in a video game without using a gamepad i just can't do it if it's got wheels i need to use the gamepad um that comes from a lot of forza and a lot of um uh other rally games and things like that i, I just need to have a gamepad and i'm never gonna get over that i've got no idea how people use other things i've got no idea how you do what you do alex that's well beyond my capabilities but you know i get on all right with the controller with it so i'm going to stick with it i use the controller for the um for the camera obviously i use mouse and keyboard when i'm doing walking around and doing fps stuff because that's where i come from and that's what i um what what i did for a very long time before i did any sort of nonsense involving flying around in a spaceship but um i think either during the pandemic as the price i think it was during the pandemic as the prices started to come down both myself and um my husband both bought um X52 pros within weeks of each other yeah um and um I've, I've never i've never i've never really looked back um i thought i, I thought i would really struggle with it i thought it would be um it would be such a um a wild change to using a, a gamepad at this point i'd been playing elite Um, with a gamepad for like three years so i knew i knew what i was doing well i say i knew what i was doing i got my first solo cyclops kill with a gamepad you know i did know what i was doing i think it's fair to say i was accomplished enough to be able to um achieve some later game accomplishments um just using just using the gamepad the um a having a um, having a, uh, a hotas made it so just changed the game entirely and made it even more immersive I did use you did you use, use a lot of um I did you use, use a lot of voice attack I did use to use a lot of voice attack but um I love voice attack I think it's fantastic it's such it's great for accessibility it's great for um just your immersion and having like a computer to talk to and having all of that come back. But I find I have, um, I have very, very acute misophonia. And when I hear a lot of different noises that I don't recognize and hear people talking at me, it can, it can, um, cause like slight issues, which is why I, I can't really, I, I play a lot of elite dangerous while I'm streaming. Like, a Obviously, but I play the predominant amount of Elite while I'm streaming, and I can't do that. I, I can't find myself concentrating on everything and also having voice attack because I say you say some shit to chat, and you're like, oh yeah yeah yeah, a hundred percent, and the next thing you know, you're in a wall.
2: Yeah, just quickly before I bring Ben in, I have exactly the same problem. Uh, most of the time, uh, with when I'm not stre- when I'm not streaming, um, I. I've got a voice attack on, and I must admit, I'm really enjoying having Gamma, who's (laughs) Claudia Christensen in my ears, telling me that I'm getting it wrong. Um, That's a good motivator. But yeah, when when streaming, um, it's impossible uh, because basically you're talking to people on the chat. And before you know it, you've dropped your landing gear for some reason because it's it's obviously misinterpreted my accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, it can cause problems. And mm. I must admit, having voice attack with six different um voices each handling the different different stations, it would probably be a bit overwhelming. <laughs>
1: it, it's it's a lot. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um and I love having the chit chat on and I love all of that, all of that stuff. It's really, really immersive, but I can't it, it, I struggle to focus with it, and that—that's a me problem. It's nothing to do with, um, nothing to do with voice attack in general. Voice attack, flipping fabulous, flipping fabulous. Absolutely adore it. It's an excellent thing.
2: Right. Well, I've just quickly run over to Ben because I do apologise for skipping over you there.
3: That's right, Colin. Now, I—I I want to actually, I want to ask Psychic like, how she does her. Joyce, uh, how she uses her controller. Sorry, on the for driving the SRV because I really, really wanted to to set up my gamepad like uh, to set up my gamepad for the SUV, um, and I wanted to basically do you know my right trigger, which is an analog thing, uh-huh. as my forward as my forward throttle. So the more I the, the further I put it in, the more it went, and then my left trigger as reverse, uh-huh. or brake, and I was like, I, I was trying, so, can you do that? Because all I could basically figure out was, okay, I can bind one of them to the throttle, but it's being a... It's being a... Uh, a do you mean, switch.
1: oh, you mean and it's like to, a, okay, I, I don't to, know that you can. I to
3: use my, drive my SRV, like I drive a car, or Anything like that on any other game, where I'm using my throat, my where where it's all like in-
1: incremental, yeah.
3: to, um, to well, speed. I don't yeah, know that you can the, like dial a <laughs> dial- throttle level with it. It's like no, I don't want to do that. Like if I'm pressing full throttle on my, my, my gamepad my I want to go through throttle, and if I want, to, if I take my finger off, I want that to be a stop.
1: I, I I honestly don't think that you can.
3: Damn, because I, I I I got really excited when I heard that you were using. I,
1: I using feel it. like I feel like my my method is. Um, uh, what do you mean? You only want to go incrementally, and you don't want to go as fast as possible from A to B. <laughs> that's that's the first thing I heard. <laughs> um, but I don't I don't think I I don't think it has like. Oh, you might be able to do like. Um, if you turn off drive assist you might be able to do it or you might be able to do something like with incremental um turning up and down so like if you put maybe use again i'm I'm gonna go into the technicalities of a a gamepad for so those of you who want proper gamers and use gamepads i'm joking obviously i'd never gatekeep like that but um if you maybe use your the right Trigger for like lead foot, and then the um, the left trigger for non left foot, and then use maybe the bumpers for incremental. If you can do that, mm. I, 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 I don't
4: know whether that's the case. Well. Um, there's yeah. been a big discussion on the forum and and the difference. So yeah, with with drive assist on, your 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 inputs are basically setting your desired speed, whereas whereas with drive assist off, you're you're, <laughs> you're basically you've got your foot on the throttle. In a, in a much more conventional sense. I
1: haven't I haven't used the SRV for quite some time and um obviously if I don't do something for a long time, um I will forget how to do it. I think the last time I drove in an SRV was at that Bucky Ball, um the last eight balls, so it's it's quite some time ago. So I don't know categorically. I will make a note on Thursday when I log in to um before um in um before having a chat with any flowery um folks and um destroying them accordingly, I will find get into a ship with an SUV and have a drive around and see see what it does. I will inevitably forget, so someone yes. please remind me.
4: Yeah, yeah. um, Alec, uh, I was just chipping in on that drive system. Oh, really. right, got uh, yeah, got
2: yeah, um, yeah. Well, at my I suppose my controller escapades is that I started, first of all, with a rubber ZX Spectrum keyboard and then moved to a QuickShot 2 joystick. <laughs> I wanted we were going that far back. <laughs> Nobody said. <laughs> so, yes, uh, actually, I got involved in an argument with Dar O'Brien about the... Um, uh, on Twitter over the, the merits of certain joysticks against uh, for old 8-bit computers. I lost. Everybody said the quick shit. The quick shit. The, the quick, 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 shot, <laughs> quick
4: shit. Yeah, the, the quick Yeah, the, yeah, the quick
2: right, right, shot right. too was a bit quick shit, if you ask me. But um, yeah. But moving on to Elite Dangerous, I actually started with an X52 because I started with not an X52 Pro, but an X52 because there was a game due out, I think, two years before... Elite Dangerous was even announced, called Jumpgate Evolution, yeah. which was supposed to be basically a, an MMO. In, there was Jumpgate, and then there was going to be a sequel, which is uh, Jumpgate Evolution. And it was supposed to be very close to what Elite Dangerous turned out to, but in a much smaller playing area. And, yeah, I wanted the, the hot-ass experience for that. Um, but then the game never came out and the joystick ended up gathering dust and was hidden away until uh, all the Star Citizen and uh, Elite Dangerous stuff came along. And I've been using Hot Us joysticks ever since, um, apart from, obviously, when the X52 broke and I got I had to save up for an X52 Pro. Now, the the main issue that I have had in the past is that... <sighs> well the, the the joysticks it they don't last as long as I talked to the X52 I've got at the moment the your spring's gone <laughs> so basically when I when I twist it I I basically, I I am um, there's there's no feedback actually it I've got used to it and I actually fly better with without the spring than I did before but I do tend to drift um and this is going to be the weird thing is that I'm really happy with this setup. I I don't think I'm I'll I'll just get a replacement. It it just feels fine for me. Um I do have um uh, the ED tracker pro which uh does handle my head movement when I don't want to go to uh uh to full VR. But then again, the one problem is if I don't have that plugged in all the time, I lose all my bind- my uh, my bindings, which is is a pain and and that brings me back to this other point is that there are times when I feel all oh, right i I really want to have a go on elite, but then there's a the thought of getting the joysticks out setting the setting out power one getting the the head tracker setting that how I one, firing up voice attack, and you just think. I can't be bothered, because you, sometimes you just want that instant accessibility, and the, it
4: is sometimes it's the setup
2: that really <laughs> annoys me.
4: Alec? I can really sympathise with that. It's one of the reasons I stopped playing in VR. I mean, VR's amazing, but... Yeah, just the faff of, I mean, I had the early CV one where you had base stations and I kind of have to faff around a bit to position my base stations every time I have to sort of put them away and get them out again. And, and then getting the headset on and getting it positioned and comfortable. And yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, I also just wanted to chip in on head trackers because I use um, track IR. Um, so permanently on top of my monitor here, I've got the little track IR infrared sensor who just sits there permanently. So, so the only thing I know what you mean about setting up and keeping it simple. Um, so the only thing I have to do, which is mildly embarrassing, but it is what it is, is I have to wear a baseball cap, which has the little clip on it. Um, which has like these three little reflective pads that the track IR sensor picks up on. So, in terms of setup, I just have to slap this baseball cap on and then stick my headphones over the top and then pick up and go um, but But I would say to anyone that 's never tried head tracking that short of VR, which is more expensive obviously and has its comes with its own complications. head tracking is an absolute game changer, or it was for me i i Find it really hard to play elite without it now. The thought of being stuck in my cockpit and not being able to look to just just look to my left, you know, being sort of forced to look forwards unless I use a stick. Just being able to look around, I I can't overemphasise what a game changer that was for me. Yeah, it does give you that extra little edge of situational awareness when you've when you've got the head
2: tracker working properly.
4: Yeah, Um, you can do little, just little things that you might not realise, like if you if if you're taking off from a planet and you've got your you know maybe you're doing exploration and you've got your next jump system targeted and it's below the horizon, you know you can just head up for the um the escape vector and then just look to your right and you can see that little dotted circle you know that represents the your jump system below the horizon. And you can literally just fly with looking to your right until it just pops over the horizon and then engage the jump. And just little things like that where you're able to just <laughs> look at the thing that's important to you. It's um it's amazing. Uh yeah, I mean that's the uh
2: yeah, it 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 is some people consider it a poor man's mm-hmm. VR, but to tell you the truth, I've had a um I've had a, a fantastic experience
4: mm-hmm. with it. It it um, was one of the things that enabled me to come back from VR when I started to find VR just a bit of a faff and couldn't be bothered and wanted to play without it. Having head tracking, I think I think if I hadn't had head tracking coming back from VR would have been harder, but but being able to look around still I know it's not the same and I know, you know, VR enthusiasts will be screaming at me and I know what VR's like and I know how amazing it is. But but you know, as a compromise, but just being able to look around is is good, actually. Yeah. Um, ben?
2: Oh, are you, are you Are you still are you, are you still crashed? By an...
3: Well, I, I'm crashed, but I can still ask my questions. Okay, off uh, you go, Ben. So, yeah, I was I've always wondered about head tracking because I am such a fidget and I cannot sit still and I'm always looking to my left and to my right, even when I'm flying straight ahead and I've always been very concerned what that would go and do to my to my head tracking. Um. So that's re- I've, I've always stayed away from head trackers because of that. Because, but how big a concern is that?
2: It's not actually. Um. I found that. I mean, I'm like you. I I've, I'm. i do not exactly have what can only can be as a stable head. <laughs> <laughs> There's something for people to click. Um. Uh. Yeah. But what you can do is some of the software. You can just filter out the wobble. So that, you know, it'll only pick up stuff when you actually do turn. I mean, there is one thing that does, I do miss it. At the moment, it's only got four degrees of um, motion. Uh, So I can look left, right, up, down without a problem. But if I tilt my head, the the camera doesn't tilt with it, which is something in VR it does, and it's absolutely
4: fantastic. Yeah, TAC IR does that as well. Yeah. It, it's kind of nice. I mean, it, it might seem a bit gimmicky, um, and sometimes I do use it gimmicky just when I'm going through a hyperspace jump. It's kind of you can get some cool headshot, cool screenshots from tilting your head. But 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 it's like if you, it's hard to describe. But if you're say in the SRV and you're looking up through the roof to try and see your ship coming down, if you look up to the right, your screen is sort of tilted until you also tilt your head to correct it. So being able to sort of look up and tilt—I don't know—it's hard to describe, but, but the tilt is nice actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, so... I go on, Ben.
3: Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I've well, past about a year and a bit ago now, I guess I did got I got the Quest Two, and ever since then I've loved VR for Elite. I mean, it's just everyone's always said it's the bollocks, and they're not kidding. Mm.
4: Um, I guess it's um, a lot easier than the CV one, isn't it? Because you literally just put oh, it on and it just it, works. And...
3: I literally, I, I put it in. I then have to take the Quest into PC mode because um, obviously the Quest does its own thing. So I have to say, you know, go and connect to my PC and you know just act like a normal, act like a PC VR rig. And then I can go and just launch Elite. And now that it's configured, because obviously there is configuration to do, now that it's configured, it just works. Yeah, and the only hassle I have in inverted commas is I can't see what's going on around me, and wearing a wearing the ski mask thing means you do get a rather sweaty head. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, my God, and um, you know, for thargoids, I was doing AX combat in VR the other day with um the other day with you and Fosser and things like that. And my God, that was so much fun.
2: Oh, you were in VR for that one.
3: Yeah, I was in VR and it was amazing. So good. ridiculous.
4: Um,
2: I mean, to be honest, I mean, the ultimate for, for what I would really want is, is basically, um, full VR voice attack to be working properly. And of course, uh, based uh, the, uh, the x fifty two pro because my muscle memory is probably that so linked to my control my control scheme at the moment um i found, actually i did find this out when we remember when they had the frontier expo yeah there was there was somebody there was some guys doing i'm sure i'm sure it was a buckyball
4: it was yeah I was they are, I was.
2: they're doing a buckyball the problem was is that they had the t sixteen hundred Joysticks, yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. on there was completely different. And I was flying along, and I did what exactly I would have done on the X52, but because it's all map wrong, I crashed into things, and I was going all over the place, and yeah. everyone was
4: taking the mickey i (laughs) I was running i was running that stand with them one of the guys from pixel bandits and um it was a great idea and, and we had a lot of fun with it but the single biggest problem was every single person that we sat down we had to spend so much time going through controls and stuff oh, it's and we had the same thing it is and we had exactly the same problem when we ran buckyball races at LaveCon as well um you know people mm-hmm. would want to spend 20 minutes rebinding everything before they would start <laughs> it was such a shame because you really wanted to sit down and race but you, you can't unless things are familiar yeah I—I I mean, that was the I, I, I was so embarrassed. I really
2: was embarrassed at that because um, what's worse was I think is when they recognised my voice. Oh nice. <laughs> and I thought, oh no! <laughs> so they knew I was rubbish. <laughs> well, what's this about Game Glass? Because I've—I've heard about Game Glass, but I've never used it.
3: So Game Glass is. One of a series of similarish products, I guess, but it's it's the the most polished in some <laughs> respects um and I guess to a lesser extent, maybe you could also um oh psyched, what's that that's uh, stream deck that's the thing.
1: Stream Deck, a uh, little yeah. board, um, you can probably use for it as well. There's loads of yeah. different other um other other, other things. things that you could use. You like stuff that has um that works like a tablet. But Game Glass does a really, really good job.
3: Yeah. Great Game Glass looks looks really, really pretty. Uh does a great job. And basically it, if you have got a tablet or a phone or even a second computer somewhere handy, or even or a second monitor or something. You know something handy you can connect all you can connect multiple game glass clients to your server and basically anything and they've got everything mapped so you you've got your jumping and things like that obviously uh but you've got everything but everything mapped and it's just you 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 want silent running, you press the button for silent running. You get a little kind of noise, giving you confirmation, and all of a sudden you're in silent running. And of course, because it's interacting with the, uh, with the journal, Game Glass knows the state of so many things. And then it's just basically it's just triggering a keyboard binding. That's all it does. You know, same as HDS uh, yeah. voice packs. It all boils yeah. down to, I'm issuing a keyboard binding, deal with it.
2: Yeah, issuing a um, keyboard binding, and the fact that now voice packs can the voice packs can actually read the journal as well, so that yeah. they can give you responses back, which adds to the sarcasm I get from Claudia Christensen. <laughs> oh. Yeah, again, wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh yeah, uh, Ivana Ivana knows where.
2: Yes, uh, um,
3: but yeah, Game Glass couldn't couldn't recommend it enough. Um, it's also got other. Other things, sorry, this isn't an advert for it by any chance, Christ. Uh, it supports other other things as well, including the game that shan't be named and Microsoft Flight Sim. And, of course, people can now, they've now got this thing that allows them to design their own. So you can do your own stuff. You can you can put your own things onto it as well. Norma's just asked if it's got an OBS thing. I have no idea that's worth looking into. I've not looked. Leon board, this. Which one? Leon board i believe okay, i' have never used that one there, there's another one that I've got called Launchpad, uh and that's got a really good o b s and um a voice meter banana thing um and you know in voice Me meter Banana it's got like all the dials and all your um all the well, not what the count the cal- i want to say dials but it's not dials it's um all the sliders and things like that for your levels um I don't know what the on board's got on it.
1: Um, lots of different pro- programmable things. Um I I I use it for um some image triggering predominantly. Um mm. it I I prefer to prefer to use my Stream Deck because it's a lot more it's a lot easier to use, but there's a couple of um it does it does really good Twitch like chat integration as well, so that's okay, what that's predominantly handy. what I use it for. It's it's super handy. Um that's kind of veering slightly away from <laughs> Elite Dangerous, but um, yeah, yeah it, it's um I know people have made um plugins for Stream Decks for um Elite, which yeah. it probably works in a very similar way to everything else where it's just sort of like triggering something by a certain input, right rec- yes. changing something to a I certain input. Yeah, 100 percent It's it's um yeah, all of these, all of these things that are uh, loads of people make because they want to make you <laughs> easier for us. I love it.
3: Yep, it's awesome in it. Uh, and, uh, I think one thing which we've alluded to actually this evening, but we've not really covered, is the fact that Elite allows you to have so many input devices and combinations of everything, and it recognize. This is the good thing and the bad thing is that it recognizes what you've got. So and this is obviously this is why when Colin doesn't have his head tracking plugged in, Elite goes and says, "Oh, you don't have your head tracking in." Yeah, this is a different control system than what you were using. yesterday. time. So we're just going to yes. we'll switch to default.
1: We switch to and then you're like, "Why the fuck isn't my why my own ass working in the same way?" And then I realise yes. I had to I had to unplug the um the. Uh, gamepad because it was having a funny effect with Planet Crafter because I could keep hearing footsteps even though I wasn't pressing anything on the gamepad it kept thinking that I was moving forward so I had to unplug it but now when I I got back to Elite suddenly I have to put the gamepad back in otherwise it won't hear it it's wonderful thank you Elite Yeah, the, the power of it
3: is great but it's also yeah it's also seriously why did you just do that
1: yeah, I've I I so
3: much. Oh yeah,
1: every single time because oh, it's like I've inevitably changed six or seven key bindings since the last time I've backed up my I backed up yeah. my key bindings all the time. I get pissed off with something or something. Uh, um, Frontier have the audacity to give us an update with a more convenient button press, and then I have to um assign assign that to it. Yeah, it can be a bit, probably, field, field it can be a bit problematic. Field neutralizer, automatic yeah yeah,
3: that's, yeah that i i just bound that's what i just found the other day
2: yeah well, I just found out that elite dangerous has been directly responsible for spoiling my final fantasy seven experience because I've had my head tracker in, and the head tracker has just she been Sending out little jitters every now and again,
3: ah.
2: which has basically made Cloud and erith just do things <laughs> they weren't supposed to do, and oh, ended I? up with a game over screen before ah. Ben starts getting excited.
3: I know, now, I know. I, I've, I've had such ed- weird things with I've I've been playing FPSs is that and the FPS for whatever reason. And it's not all the time, it's just sometimes the, the FPS client that I'm playing decides it's going to use most of the inputs from my joystick and for whatever reason it wants to run all the time forward and right. Even though my joystick is centered.
1: This is why. This is why we plug in our joysticks and our hotesses to um uh, configurable turn-off-and-on um, USB hubs oh, so that idea. they can't... Because this is the thing that um, I had with um, playing... I used to play an awful lot of Forza with Kremen, um quite a lot, and he would complain... If you knew Kremen, you'd know that he mm. does complain an awful lot, but he would <laughs> complain an awful lot about... Um, and and quite vociferously about how um, bad um it would the, the the game would stutter um on braking, and there'd be like a really weird controls for the cards and it was because he had his um t16000 plugged in um and when i say it like that because he had his t16000 yeah. um, plugged in i really want the T- t16000 flashlight right now but i'm not going to say that because that would be mean to Kremlin. um but we have, um, but uh, now he's got a... The, the wait, what? <laughs> Don't
2: um...
1: Sorry. What? <laughs> Don't worry. I want it to be a fleshlight because I want to be able to take the bits of Kremlin for that. But it's not. It's a HOTAS and I'm <laughs> upset about it. Um, but um, now he's got it on a, um, a, uh, a, switchy off, um, USB hub. It doesn't make any, it's no problem anymore. Like it was a personal well, need. As to as take you, the so long the
3: As you, so long as you remember to turn it back on. Turn off your
1: flashlight. Yeah, when yeah, you need b- to b- use before it. You go into elite. When you need to use your flashlight, turn it back on so that you can play properly.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't do us any favors when you have joystick brands such as Thrustmaster.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> well, what we'll do, uh, we'll just say thanks to everybody in the, in the chat room because we've, they've all been talking. Um, enthusiastically about their different control systems, and it does seem like everybody does like like talking about their joysticks. For now, for now. So, <laughs> oh, we Can, do
3: we have time for me to tell a quick story?
2: Okay. Is it safe for work?
1: <laughs> Technically, we passed, passed that
2: point. we passed that point a long time ago. Go well, on, yeah. then, quickly. Uh, Last one okay. of the night.
3: Okay, so... Um as as I've mentioned, I, I've had I have had problems in the past with my T sixteen thousand stick having an issue with its yaw, okay. And there was one time when I was walking through I think it was EGX twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen with a fellow member of the community who I was hanging out with uh, and we were all at EGX together, and I was describing the problem with my Thrustmaster, and it's Wiggly things not wiggling right and veering to the right and just and these two young girls well they look young they look young to me they're probably late teenagers early twenty they're probably in their twenties frankly you know look <laughs> as forty three and you have no idea yeah they looked at us as if we were going to hear a conversation like that it would be at E G X ah uh,
2: well yeah <laughs> yeah so that that's one way to break the ice isn't it.
3: <laughs> is that a joystick in your pocket?
1: Easy now, no, it's a curly whirly. Actually,
2: an EGX, it probably
3: would be. <laughs> yep, probably.
1: So a joystick let's... or a curly whirly, there is no in-between.
3: Yeah, but you don't want your curly whirly to get all melted. That would be horrible.
1: It would be, it would be. You don't want your joystick to melt either, that would be horrible. Oh, no, that, that
2: is
3: true. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, we
2: nearly, know.
3: I nearly melted my thumb drive the other day, but
1: that's another story. Easy!
2: Well, we now know what every the difference between a hotass and a curly Whirly. Well, thank you. Right, <laughs> the community corner for this this week. We have some fantastic community little uh, um Icons to to bring to you. We've got Commander Nick Webb eighty five, who has done a Lego concourse for Elite Dangerous. Um, I must admit, I I saw this on um, on Reddit. In fact, I've seen a lot of these things things like this on Reddit, and it it's absolutely astounding. He's got the bar. He's got the uh,
4: the the little shop. It's, it's wow. It's the lighting. It's the lighting that's so sensational. It's just perfect. I know. Uh,
2: now all we need is a little Lego animations. You know. <laughs> Have you seen the the Lego animations yeah. where they put they put Eddie's Eddie Izzard routines to Lego animation? Oh
3: God, that'd be hilarious. Oh uh,
2: yes, yes. No, no. I'll, I'll I'll send you the link, Ben, because it, it is hilarious. <laughs> Lego animations of the Death Star canteen routine—unbelievable! <laughs> so yeah, Dick, but well, it looks amazing. It, there's there's no two ways about that. Now this is something that um, both you and Psyket have been involved in, which is well, I've been playing it lately. That's Commander Quiz Engine's Elite Feet Quiz.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, have we not
4: all been what doing? What is this? it?
1: Oh my god! Yeah. It's it's so good.
4: It's quite addictive.
1: Mm-hmm. I've only done it oh, while well. ago. Just one more go see if we can beat that last score basically it he shows you pictures of landing gear and, and you get a um selection of four different ships that it could be and mm. a time in which to answer it and then um if you get it wrong, you get an, you get negative um uh points added and then um you get positive points added obviously if you get it correct um I am not very good at this because I don't look at the bottom of my ships very often, but it is so much fun. It's really, really really good. <laughs> it's a really um, good little game. I'm looking
2: at landing gear on, on ships. Is that the elite equivalent of feet fetishes? Probably no,
1: it's the landing gear fetish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look at the claws on that.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Um, in other news, the pixel bandits. So. Uh, Pixel Bandits Pen Dragon has been sharing a non-canon background simulation for Elite with football teams spread throughout the galaxy in the in the UCP football league, and there is one for Lave. <laughs> Come on, you we Sam Waves. Yep, yeah. doing sandwich. all right. And, oh, we managed to beat someone this week, just quickly, just narrowly. So, yes, there there is a a fantasy football league. Each team has their own um, made-up stats, and we have our named players. None of us are named, thankfully, because uh, I think we've all got two left (laughs) feet. But, yeah. Um, So, you can follow the... uh, the the UCP football league and, uh, it's and and what does UCP stand for Colin? Unofficial and completely pointless.
1: As is as is everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Wrexham.
1: <laughs> hey, no they made a lot of money. They've made a lot of money recently. I wouldn't worry too much about them. <laughs>
2: yeah but they, they we still managed to get up to the league before them so ha <laughs> <laughs> ha and finally um this is this is actually quite good we 've got the d b x blueprint posters by uh velko Vidic. um these this is this is the latest in a, in a series of uh, blueprints that he 's done, and they go into so much detail. Um, it, it even um, shows some of the places where he he speculates where uh, you could walk around and things like that. But um, yeah, what, yeah. I, what did
4: you think? To the I was really impressed with these. Yeah, they're, know- just, they're just beautiful. I I love the fact that you know I mean every every inch of the interior is accounted for. You know, so as you say, a lot of speculation on where the lift shaft goes and where the I don't know the corridors and the bed and the kitchen and it, but it's really good. Yeah, I mean another. The, um, oh,
2: I can't remember the, the commander's particular name, which is a shame because he, he did a whole load of blueprints which were used in the um, uh, in EDRPG. And uh, he did the, he did uh, a load of those as well. Which is oh
4: yeah? Do you mean um, Arifan? That's. I think that's the guy. I
2: do apologise if we got it wrong, but um, yeah, but the, I mean. Velko Vidic has gone and done a couple of others as well, which I thought was really good. We haven't actually got them on the show notes, but I know he's he's done ones for, uh, the, I think it's the Cobra and the... Crate Phantom he's done. Crate, the Crate Phantom, yeah. It was absolute, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I hope he continues. <laughs> um, also, on top of that, we have, well, of course... We've had Spatula going to 2 million percent heat on the uh, um, on the old. Well,
1: how did. Oh, man, got, it's so funny. How do you get
2: to 2 million,
4: 2 million degrees heat? Or
2: 2 I imagine
1: I imagine silent running and perseverance. I haven't actually watched the video yet.
4: OK, so um, I think at the fir- I haven't seen the second attempt. The first attempt was five hours long. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah what are the weapons that um massively increase your heat when you shoot them oh, there was some um, of the Gauss cannons um, yeah, okay. um
1: shards so um
4: was,
1: pulse take your pick
4: right okay so as far as i could make out because i didn't watch a lot of it but he's basically hovering above a um an outpost And he's basically just firing Gauss cannons constantly, constantly, constantly. And the heat's just going up and up and up and up and up. And I guess he's got massive hull reinforcements or something and module reinforcements, So he can do that for quite a long time. And then, you know, so he might get to like 10,000% heat. And then he has to land and repair and take off again. By Mm. which point maybe he's dropped to nine thousand five, and then he just keeps going. I'll oh right! Land repair, take off. Just keep going, hour, oh, hour after hour after hour. Um, yeah, up to t- two million percent.
1: <laughs> so there's well, there's a, there's another reason for this. I believe it's either three hundred or four hundred percent. But once your ship gets to either three hundred or four hundred percent, it doesn't register. Any... It, the, the damage is consistent. When you get uh-huh. even higher than that, it doesn't change. Okay. Um, the amount of damage that you receive doesn't change. So, essentially, you can keep rocking it up and rocking it up and rocking it up. Um
4: and things don't escalate and things,
1: yeah it, it doesn't uh, um, exacerbate any farther than being yeah. <laughs> i think it's 300 i'd be I, i'd be surprised if it wasn't um but i think you get to that sort of level of heat and then they're like yeah you know what it's just the same it's that or two million exactly the same you're not going to be a ball of flame
2: yeah I, I i can see exactly the programmer mentality behind that that will be a oh they'll never get
4: it higher than 300 percent anyway <laughs> Well, I really had to take my hat off to remind me of the old um, Sagittarius a star buckyball days when Commander Allot was sort of beaten by somebody, by or, or he missed the mark by um, about two minutes or one minute, and just suicided back and did the entire run again the next day. And I love the fact that to a Spatula, it, so he, he tipped over a million, thinking that the previous record was about 800,000%. And then he found out the next day that the record was 1, 10 or something, and he'd missed it by about 5%. So he just did the whole thing again and went to 2 million, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I take
2: it you're asking the big question there, Ben.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here shaking my head going, why would you do this to yourself?
1: Because why not? Why? why? Because you can. Because, what, was, yeah. what was the thing we said earlier about pointless uh, everything being yeah, pointless okay. and nothing being worth anything? Why not? You're
3: right. It is completely pointless, and it is absolutely epic. But I can think of better things to do with five hours of my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got it to ten thousand the other day, and I was like, you know, what well, that'll do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and finally, this week we have a new high week video named Arissa. Uh, so, for those of you who enjoy the high wake, we have we will put a link in the
4: show notes. I haven't seen this one yet, to be
2: honest. It's, it's uh,
1: a biopic. He talk he talks over it. It's really good. It's yeah, a really good you, one. I watched
4: it this afternoon. It's wonderful. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I guess we are, our mostly clueless
2: thing is um, you can't damage your ship any more over three hundred percent. So.
1: I think that's it. I think I think that's it. Like you can go wild with it. You can go absolutely wild with it, and um, it doesn't it doesn't change the rate at which your weapons and your modules deteriorate once you get over a certain amount. It's either three hundred or four hundred. I don't have the exact numbers. There you go, mostly clueless.
2: Yay! <laughs> um, right. Does anybody have any other business before I? Um... Uh, bring this show to a to its inevitable conclusion. <laughs> no, okay. Um, well, if that's the case, we will start with some, uh, just the usual shout-outs to everybody. Uh, the team on Dex Island are taking a well-earned break before the Series 2 return. There's plenty of material to fill the void in the meantime, so point your audio assistant, uh, including Spotify and Audible, and search for the Dex Legacy. Um, you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and the writer Emily Inkpen, and there's plenty of bonus materials and Merck at thedexlegacy.com. With all proceeds going towards Season 2. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it will broadcast on Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash huttonorbitaltruckers. Or if you want, just go to Uh For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, there is a CQC Discord at uh, discord.me slash elite dangerous. And we'll also give shout-outs to the other Elite Dangerous podcasts that we know of. You can catch up with uh, old episodes of Flight Assist. There is also the Guard Frequency, who do other space sims as well. But if you want your proper American hillbilly banjo experience, then there is the Loose Screws podcast, who also love their cheese. And um, following this, we unfortunately do not have the latest Galnet News Digest. We'll just give a wave to Commander Peter with us. Spoon and uh, Commander Beetle Dude anyway because they're awesome people but there won't be one today um, but we'll thank everybody else who has chipped in on the, the Twitch channel and the any in-game commanders that have annoyed Ben and the Chris Mark IV.
3: That, that would be Miggles who was going to let me fly with him in his Type 10 and I was going to take some pretty screenshots unfortunately every time we tried to jump back to the 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 combat zone, I basically got on a Black Adder or an Orange Sidewinder exception. Uh, so I decided at that point I'm going to just stay in his fleet carrier instead.
2: Excellent. Well, um, also, a special thanks goes to Commander Tokuso, Jay and Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have all created music that we've used in the show. And special thanks always goes to Psychic Chris Mark for for Ooh. the fantastic adverts that we seem to be heading our way. <laughs> Ah, they they are. They are chef's kiss, guys. They really are. But that is it. Oh, quickly, Ben.
3: I've just realized 10 years ago today, Mm -hmm. four much younger people were recording something for the very first time. Well, technically for the second time.
2: Yes, well, it was supposed to be our 10th anniversary show to the night. It, it's, it's our 10th
3: recording anniversary, but we didn't, you know. Yes. We didn't manage to get it. Well, they, because we weren't in it at the time, didn't manage to get it out until the
2: 22nd. It was a long edit.
3: <laughs> it was a long recording session, too, from what I understand.
2: Yeah. We'll really yeah.
3: leave those stories till then, but, you know, thank you very much. Chris, Chris, Alan, and John for 10 years ago today starting this thing. And my God, I can't believe we're still going.
2: <laughs> yeah, 10 years. Well.
3: Yeah, bloody hell. Anyway, I know. Sorry, that just dawned on me when I looked at the date. <laughs>
2: So, no, uh, oh, I like that. Kitty Anna says, "And when's it going to get good?"
4: Oh, you give it another <laughs> ten years, and
1: they might—they might have well, might just have honed it by that point. I reckon another ten years, and you might have it down, yeah.
2: Uh, kiss my chuddies a lot Yo. you're right <laughs> that's it for this 10th anniversary episode of Lave Radio if you'd like to get in touch with the show they can email info at laveradio.com hit us up at leave. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio tweet us at leave radio on twitter or us at lavey at spacey.space on mastodon you can join our discord server by going to discord.io slash radio and you can also join in our team speak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you've got any questions or if it's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is um, recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com live. So, thanks to Ben. Good night, Colin. Just wrong. You thanks, to like it. Right.
1: We're, not, we're not the fucking Brady Bunch. Just, yeah, thanks, Colin. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Keep Daddy in your heart.
4: Oh, dear. And um, good night, Alex. ta Thanks. <laughs> seven-all. I'm not doing this Daddy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, seven all seven-all, yeah.
2: He
1: doesn't realise he's Speed Daddy and he can't get you <laughs>
2: <sighs> So until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly, Daddy. Dangerous.
0: It's almost like having an orange inserted. It? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> you
0: need a safe <laughs> one. Space can be lower.
3: No worries guys, hold the fork for two seconds, I'll be right back.